Welcome to the Fro in the Flow, presented by Burbs Entertainment. I am the Fro, better known as Ralph Campiano. I am here with Darth Vapor, the Flow, uh, Jack Martin, aka Stay Sparkin, the Martian. You know what's coming. Uh, hit him with the left like James Harden. How we doing, baby? Extraterrestrial. Extraterrestrial. Escoterrestrial. Ooh, what's that? Yes, sir. That's a DJ Esco mixtape. Wow, Drake actually has a feature on it. The f- song is called 100 Racks. It's the number 100 IT, same word, Racks. And 2 Chainz is on it, Future's on it. It's a future in DJ Escomex tape. But um, yeah, Drake makes an appearance on that track. Too funny you bring him up. Yeah, it is funny I bring him up. That mixtape actually has probably like two of like my 500 favorite songs ever on it. That really? and Who, Future and Young Thug. Who's going to stop me now? Who's going to stop me? But Who? Damn. Uh, yeah, no, so... We're kicking off Drake Week over at Burbs Entertainment. Uh, Drizzy's birthday is Saturday, October 24th. So we're celebrating the man known as Drake, Aubrey Graham, um, from here until then. Uh, we've had our bracket going for a while now. I think we're on like week four, maybe, something like Must that. Must be. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, of breaking down the greatest Drake song of all time, determined by our audience and the voters. I mean, what more is there that anybody can say about this dude? Like, you could talk about him for hours on end. You could summarize him in like four words, uh, the best in the game. <laughs> like, there's a bunch of different ways that people look at Drake. He's probably the most loved, also the most hated. Uh, kind of has similarities to Bron Bron in that way. Um, when I say Drake, what is the first thing you think of aside from your Drake Toronto Raptors accent? <laughs> Pascal Siakam, my G. Good side. Good side. VP of Global Development, my G. <laughs> no, uh, he's he's the global ambassador. That's his official title with the Raptors. Honestly, probably the first word that comes to mind is global. Like he's obviously in America we have musicians and artists and people who are famous to Americans, but you know, you go overseas. Obviously it's different now with the reach of the internet and streaming and everything, but each region kind of has their own, you know, top guys. Drake is internationally, like, the most famous musician we have right now. And I feel like his reach is just, you know, he does like to pull off of certain aspects of other cultures, and you can hear it in his voice. Um, who, you know. who rivals him in that regard? Because, like, The weekend has become, you know, unbelievably big last five years. I think Beyonce's up there probably. Yeah. Madonna. Like, living, breathing artists. Obviously, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson was in that era. Right. Um, um, yeah, people from this generation. Yeah, I, yeah, probably Beyonce and Abel. I mean, I, everyone knows who Beyonce is. Like, she has to be the most famous female musician in the world. Yeah, I her, guess. Madonna. Definitely. Her, Ariana Grande is really, really massive, too. Yep. Riri. Um, yep. Um, but... I guess if his, in terms of his male counterpart, I'd probably say The Weeknd's now up there as the guy who's rivaling him for, you know, that Right fame. now, in 2020. Right now, in 2020, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you go on Spotify for, I don't know if it still stands like that, but The Weeknd was the most streamed artist in the world um, with, like, 64 million monthly listeners with Drake, like, right behind him at 62. And for the longest, it was Drake. But, you know, with at least the after hours and everything, like, I mean, this guy that Drake co-signed years ago who who really knows what's going on with them no one's really sure if they're still friends or not if you know they still have that working partnership that they did for a few years but at this point now it must be weird for drake to see like this guy that kind of he watched come up now like potentially 
get close to surpassing him in terms of international poll. He mentioned it on war. He did. He said, um, and the boy that sounded like he sung on Thriller, you know, that's been my hit. We just had to fix things. Family six things. We can't split it up. Mm-hmm. And his little patois voice, whatever yeah. the fuck it is. Um, yeah, it's interesting to think about them in relation to, like, their relationship and their business partnership in relation to Jay-Z and Kanye. Like, when you think of Jay-Z and Kanye, like, Kanye got his start producing for Hove. Um, then he kind of ventured off into his own business. He was still signed to The Rock and whatnot. Uh, obviously, like, College Dropout was largely influenced by Hova's music. Mm-hmm. And then The Weeknd got his start from being put on Drake's blog. Um, not his start necessarily, but that's how he got his comeuppance. Um, right, yeah. Like, that's what, like, really further brought him into the spotlight. So, yeah. yeah. It's, you know, I've always thought of Drake in the same way I've thought of Jay-Z. Like, they're businessmen first and then performers and artists second. 100%. Everything they do is supremely calculated. I think they want to rule the world someday. Whether or not they're part of Illuminati is unknowable. But, I mean, these guys are, like, not human. They're fucking aliens. Yeah. It's the same 100%. way I think of Braun. It's the same way I think of Leo. All these guys that are at the top of their games, they're not like the rest of us, simply put. Like, they just can't be. Like, if they no. were, they wouldn't make it. Yeah, I mean, to be... To get to a point where you're that famous and you're that well-known for everything that you do and everything that you do is just put on such a pedestal like to even get to the point before that point you have to just be like built and wired completely differently you just have to be a little bit of an extra narcissist and a little bit not crazier than everybody but like just a little bit more you know left brain than everybody else yeah there's a particular drive to these guys no doubt mm -hmm, about it i think just i think crazy is the right word like, you got to be crazy to be to want to be that famous. Like, everybody sees it. Yeah. They're like, I'd like to be that comfortable with all that money. But, like, there's so many requisites that come along with it that you just have to, like, deal with. Like, motherfuckers can't go to Starbucks. No. You can't go anywhere. That's the thing. Like, you literally can't go anywhere without Can someone you? noticing. And you can't even disguise yourself. Like, everyone knows who you are. Everyone knows your every move. The paparazzi somehow knows where you're going. Like, you just can't live... Like, everyone knows what Drake's house looks like. Like, like you, you you just mentioned it. Like, you can't disguise yourself. Like, I'm watching The Boys last night, and Maeve, like, has on, like, a New York Yankees hat and sunglasses, and nobody's recognizing her. That I get. But, like, Drake puts on a New York Yankees hat and sunglasses, and he's going to get popped by the paparazzi because they know where he's going. It's going to be ungrailed the next morning. Exactly, because you can tell what he looks like by his fucking jawline. Yeah. You can tell who Jay-Z is by his lips. Mm-hmm. You can tell who LeBron is by his stature. You can tell who Leo is by... The woman he's with and the half-shaven beard he has. Yeah, I think, but you do see. I mean, you do see him walking around New York City a lot. Like, seems oh, yeah. unbothered, but the paparazzi's still catching him. And I think it does play in that he's in New York City and people just are like, "Oh, cool, it's Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm gonna keep moving." But like, you know, you go out to like LA or a place like that, you can't do anything without everyone knowing exactly where you are. It's almost like being like the president with the secret service detail. Like you can't take a shit without at least four people knowing that you're just blowing down the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Drake has Chubbs and Nico and Oliver and all these guys, a part of his entourage, which is pretty cool to think about. Cause you don't really think of a lot of artists, you know, like they all have entourages, but like mm-hmm. he has publicized them. Like if you go to anybody in Drake's crew, like they all have minimum like 50 K followers on Instagram. Yeah probably living at his crib that has like i imagine like 15 bedrooms oh i mean i'm sure that house is insane i know the yolo house he had in calabasas like they were all living there i'm sure he has the same thing going on in toronto like i I bet like he's housing his chef 
Oh, like for that. sure. I mean, he's. I mean, like you said, like all these guys, like he's bigger than a rapper. Like he at this point, it's just kind of like a side job that he does that just fills in every other aspect that he's doing. I mean, he's just at this pinnacle. I mean, a label executive said it a few months ago that if Drake decided to go fully independent, it would break the music industry. Just because then he could just put out a song once a week, and the amount of money that he would make would just it would break everything. It would just break all norms and all, like the power and influence that he has and could potentially has is just it's insane. He shits on dudes. Yeah. Sh- all right. So with this being said, uh, we're gonna dive through like a quick bulleted point list of stuff we have in a little text message thread. Now I'm not sure. We've never really talked about these things. Uh, I think our answer is going to be kind of different, but maybe they'll be the same. Who knows? How did you find out about Drake? When was it? And what was your first impression of him? So the first time I heard him must have been fourth or fifth grade. Around then with when uh, More Than The Game came out and Forever came out and... Cause I'm trying to think. I mean, he had a song on 2K11, right? I'm trying to think which one it was. It's probably over. I think it was over. Or maybe light up with Jay Z. I think it was over. Um, so I'd already known who he was by then. But it was probably fourth or fifth grade when More Than a Game came out. Um, you know, I got Forever on my iPod, and that one Sprite commercial came out. Um, you know, because I never like grew up watching Degrassi or any of that stuff. Like that was a little bit ahead of our time. Um, as kids, I'd say, but. Definitely. Yeah, probably like 10 or 11 with Forever and more than a game. Okay, and what did you think of him? Like, when you, like, heard that where you were like, okay, it's another, you know, Lil Wayne signee. That's fun. Last name ever, first name greatest. That's catchy. I liked it. I mean, I don't know if how, like, strong of an opinion I had where all of a sudden I was like, oh, my God, it's Drake. Like, because I was, like, 10 or 11. Like, I didn't really understand anything. Like, and then... Uh, I want to say in what year did Take Care drop? 2011? Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, once Take Care dropped, like, then I really had, like, a full, um, more full idea of who he was. And, like, I really, I loved to Take Care in, like, sixth grade. Like, that was one of my most listened to albums at the time, for sure. And so, like, I'd say then is, like, around sixth grade when I got more of a general understanding and, like, a true, like, appreciation of who Drake was. Okay. So, my devotion to Drake didn't start for a while i knew of him uh my friends and i were i would say inordinately involved in music like i refused to listen to anything other than the beatles up until like fourth or fifth grade then mm-hmm. i found out who eminem and lil wayne and kanye were yeah in love um forever did drop when i was in fifth grade so you would have been in fourth okay. grade 2009 or maybe sixth grade something like that i remember listening to it before basketball games and i remember wanting to skip his verse because Kanye had the second verse, and then it was Wheezy, and then it was Eminem at the end. I'm like, these verses are way better. Listening back to that track, I'm like, damn, like, Drake really murders that beat. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when you're a 12-year-old white boy, you just want to hear Eminem rap fast, you know? Exactly, exactly. And LeBron's in the music video playing online poker, stuff so like funny. that. Um, so I remember, this is actually so goofy. My, one of my best friends growing up, Andrew Jones, his little brother, Matt Jones, put both of us, both of us onto Drake with best I ever had. Now, Matt is, like, second or third grade at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, just ridiculous. Like, I think YouTube had just come out or something like that. 
or just become popularized at least. Yeah. And I'm like, this dude's corny. Like back then I was like, this dude is corny. I do not like this. Like this yeah. is not Eminem. This is do not Do you like rap that music. song? Yeah. I like every Drake song now. But back then I'm like, I can't do this. And then, you know, Take Care rolls around and I'm still like, this is pretty corny. I wasn't a fan. Like up until, so the string of releases is 2009. He releases so far gone before that there was comeback season and, um, the presentation, which are two mixtapes that are pretty, butt with a couple of good songs, like mm-hmm. replacement girl and city is mine. Um, and Barry Bonds freestyle, which is fun. Uh, yeah, so that one is fun. So there's so far gone in 2009. There's thank me later in 2010. There's take care in 2011 takes a one year break. And then nothing was the same in 2013. So by the time nothing was the same rolls around, I'm all in. I remember going to Target before an intramural flag football game, copping the CD with my boys. We drive back to the Dowling to go play our game, we're listening to the music. Tuscan Leather and Furthest Thing were the only two songs that we got through, mm-hmm. and I was fully enveloped in both of them. I was like, okay, maybe this guy can rap. Because I listened to Take Care, and I'm like, this is too sing-songy. It is not Eminem enough for me. That is literally right. how I yeah. would judge rappers. Like, are you Dude. Lil Wayne or Eminem enough for me? Yeah. Um, so it was a slow, methodical approach for my devotion and love for him. But it was quick when it hit. Like, I was, you know, annoyed with Started From The Bottom being the most played song on the radio, all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, that album, nothing was the same. It, literally nothing was the same after that. It sounds cheesy, but... Nothing was the same for me as a Drake fan. Nothing was the same for Drake as an artist. Like, he blew the fuck up. Take Care is probably his one masterpiece that critics would point to and be like, that's the pivotal moment. But mm-hmm. for me, it's going to be NWTS till the day I die. And then thereon is just an apocalyptic, like, just exponential rise. I mean, to follow it up with if you're reading this, it's too late. is stupid. It's bananas. It's stupid. And you, we get, if you're reading this, it's too late on a random whim. I remember that dropping at like 1045 or 1115, something like that on like a Tuesday night. Super random. I wake up, I go to gym the next day and my buddy Hunter Ingham and I are breaking it down. We just fucking, we're loving it. Just bumping it. And then like four, five months later, oh, something man. like that, we get what a time to be alive. And by that point, I am the biggest Drake fan. Yeah. Like, I have the speaker in my locker. I'm getting it removed by Dean Bossom and stuff like that like because I'm playing too many explicit songs at a Catholic private school and I'm like I got energy got a lot of energy stuff like that just you know I mean there is a courtiness aspect to him that's been dived into and broken down and measured against him and whatnot I feel like he leans into it though exactly exactly dude he literally made a TikTok song on purpose to have it go on TikTok and blow up and become a thing like that's what you that's like that's what like it means when you say that he's a businessman first like he's so tapped into like trends and what's going on like he sees that there's this app where people are dancing and it's making certain songs turn into careers for people and he's like well i'm already the biggest so i'm just gonna make money off of this now yep and then does it he really is about his bread and the song was about moonwalking Yet people just decided to take it and spin it a different way and turn it into this whole thing that was on every social media platform. And he's probably just sitting back, just watching his bank account just go up and up and up. I love Drake because he's so sneaky. Like, I remember somebody tweeting that Drake really just dropped a song for a social media platform that is practically cha-cha slide meets a death threat. Like, he's like, do not come at me and stuff like this. And he does that on, like, a lot of songs. And people can say he fakes gangster, but... 
when you get that valuable in a certain area of any profession, there's a decent amount of gangster shit that's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck if you're in succession, like, you're that level of rich, if you're Drake, if you're Braun, like... There's different guys, levels to it. These guys are experiencing death threats from... I mean, most of them are probably illegitimate, I would imagine, you know, in Twitter right. mentions and shit like that. But I'd have to imagine the security detail outside his house is a near constant presence. It's an absurdity. It is, like, White House level, without a doubt. Yeah. And I guarantee you, his bodyguards give more of a shit about him than Trump's do. Like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, look, they're great. They don't really look across the street when I cross... But you know what? They're great. Okay. Now, Drake is... He got his start as a fucking role player on Degrassi. Yeah. Where's Wheelchair Jimmy at? He should bust him back out. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he did for the I'm Upset video. That's true. So, Um, I'm just curious, like... In this modern age where everybody is so under the scope, no matter if, like, you're on a Nickelodeon television show or an HBO show or fucking TikTok now, is somebody else capable of that meteoric rise of being, like, on fucking whatever the modern equivalent is to Degrassi or Wizards of Waverly Place, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Like, I think Ariana Grande got her start on... Ariana Grande was a... She was, like, a... Injustice? She was a role player on Victorious. Victorious, that's what it was. She was, like... The third or fourth main character, and now she's like massive. So those are the so only two parallels example. we have. Yeah, yeah exactly. Selena Gomez was the, she was the lead. Yeah, she was kind of bred to be like a star. My no, she it was Victoria Justice was the lead. Selena Gomez was on Wave Wizards. That's what I'm saying place. though. Like yeah. her, like she was a star. Like Miley Cyrus, she was a star. Yeah, um, but it's a very very select. Drake Bell's got like four DUIs and is famous in Mexico. <laughs> like it doesn't work out for everybody. Is there room for that now though in this modern landscape? Like, can somebody succeed? I know nobody's gonna succeed to Drake's level, but like, can somebody succeed to? I mean, fuck. I mean, even Miley. I guess Miley is the least successful of four. Maybe. I mean, she's fucking Miley Cyrus. Like, she's a cultural icon to a lot of women. Yeah, and I mean, have you seen some of the videos of her singing rock? Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. She kicks ass. Elisa's been playing the song. I'm like, damn, this is actually pretty fucking sick. Like, what's this song called? She's rocking a mullet now. In today's <laughs> age, <coughs> I mean, those children's shows don't hold the same importance now nearly as much as they did when we were kids where now you see like a commercial for it and it's just hot steaming garbage whereas when we were kids like I'm sure the nostalgia factor plays into a lot I feel like you go back and look at it but still it feels like there was more quality put into it and less just like let's keep these 8 year olds entertained for like 30 minutes like they were better produced I would say and they were much more of platforms for people to go from being a child star to a teen star to an adult star the other part of it is we didn't have iPads. True. We didn't have YouTube and stuff until we were well into, like, yeah, end of elementary school. And I'd say now the biggest chance, I would guess, is TikTok. I mean, it's turned a lot of people into... When you go on the radio now, it's just TikTok songs, like... But to the point of Drake, I'm not sure, like... Because still the people who are going to be turning, like, in the actual careers is more pop artists which just kind of have like a niche audience where it's like but that could also propel them to massive success but I don't think the way that things are now and the way that entertainment is structured now that you can just like kind of go from a children's show to being the biggest artist in the world okay 
I think this is a difficult conversation. It's probably one that people should study. Um, so let's transition into this. Personally, for you, I know Drake has his own opinion. Where does Drake land on your hip-hop Mount Rushmore? Because Drake's hip-hop Mount Rushmore is just him with four different expressions. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we both have Kanye on there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely been unfortunate to watch him the last few years and see everything, but I'm, yeah, I'll still return to his body of work and be like, yeah, this is why he's my goat. Yeah. Um, I mean, you just look at his career and the music that he's put out and what he's built. Like, I feel like you can't put him like anywhere but your Mount Rushmore. Like, he I has to be on there. He's, you know, he's earned his spot. Let me see if I can guess yours because I know mine. You've got Kanye on there. You got Drake on there. Those are the two for sure's. Third, I'm just going to throw this out there. I think it's probably Tyler. Mm, Is that a reach? For for Mount Rushmore? Maybe not yet. Okay, okay. Let me give you mine first. Okay. So I've always had trouble with the fourth one. I've had the top three pretty solidified. I've got Yeezy, Drake, and Jay-Z. And then my fourth one has bounced around fucking a thousand times. It's been... Future, it's been Young Thug, it's been Travis, it's been Notorious B.I.G., it's been fucking God knows who, Lil Wayne, it's been Eminem. It probably started as Eminem. Yeah. To this day. Biggie's on mine. Biggie's on yours? Yeah. Okay, respect. And I think he is, like, in the general consensus, he's definitely on that hip-hop Mount Rushmore. But mine personally, I've got those three guys, Jay-Z, Yeezy, and Drizzy, and then I'd probably have, like, I'd just be remiss if I just didn't have Future on there. Yeah. It's just who I am. Yeah. Tyler's been up there before, but, like, if we're talking, like, whose discography can I really just not live without? Whose voice can I not go without hearing? Who do I think is most important to modern music? I mean, if it's not Future, it's probably Thugger, but I'm going to give the edge to Future. I like that. Yeah, I don't... I guess I haven't really ever, like... I need to, like, sit down and make one, but, I mean, you've got to put Drake on it. Like, I mean, you don't have to. You could have him as a high-up honorable mention, but... He at least belongs in the conversation. I mean, you can't have the conversation without mentioning his name. It's kind of gotten to the point where, like, if you're going to say Michael and Kareem's names together, you have to mention Braun. If you're going to say Joe Montana and Dan Marino's names together, you got to mention Tom Brady. If you're going to say Robert De Niro and Pacino, you got to mention Leo. These guys have made such drastic impacts on not just people, but their crafts. Like, people have followed Drake's formula to a T. Granted, they haven't been able to do it quite as well. Mm-hmm. But that's the formula to success. Right. Like, if you look at, you know, Lil Baby, any of these artists, honestly, that are coming up right now. Uh, like, if you look at Uzi, Playboy, all these kind of guys. Like, sure, they, they create their own path without a doubt. But, like, there's a formula to it. It's, you know, get features on bigger artist songs make a name for yourself, and then help out other people. So Drake started out on, like, Lil Wayne's I'm Not a Human Being, where he really became more popular with, like, Right Above It and Gonorrhea, tracks like that, Mm -hmm. or Bedrock, like the radio hits and whatnot. Right. And then he uses his platform to put on other artists. So people recognize that when they're listening to Drake. They're like, fuck, like, Drake really just features on, like, I Love McConan songs. Like, he will find a snippet 
on Snapchat or Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is, and he will elevate that person to a degree that they've never been before. Like, think about, like, Fetty Wap was huge for a little bit. Like, he had... Yeah, that six-month run or whatever. I mean, Trap Queen was, you know, a huge track, but, like, think about how many more plays Trap Queen got after Drake did the My Way remix. Right. Like, that kind of stuff is just... Nobody else really does it. No, and, and his ability... They didn't do it before. They do it now, though. Yeah, I mean, his ability to just kind of, like, build careers is insane. Like, if he hops on your song, you're going to go for a while. You like, made it. If you if you get a Drake if you get a Drake feature, you made it. Like, Blockboy JB is going to make money off of Look Alive until the day he dies. Yeah. He doesn't have to release, like, a good album. No. He just has to have, like, decent hit singles. Yeah, he was the guy that Drake was on a song with, and now, like... And there's a sick video. Yeah. <laughs> like, he premiered the Jordan 10s on there. Yeah. Good for you, Drake. Good for you, Black Boy. Get your bag. Yeah. I mean, like, look at where Lil Baby's at right now. I didn't know who Lil Baby was until I heard Yes Indeed. Yeah. Me and neither. now he's the number one streaming hip hop artist this year. Probably. I'm pretty positive he is. He had, like, that whole run for, like, seven months with My Turn. Yeah. And that kind of stuff, it just doesn't happen without that guy. Mm mm. Now, who is Drake? We talked about it a little bit in a different universe. So. Is he the Picasso of the painting world? Is he Van Gogh? Um, you know, basketball world, I think the obvious comparison is LeBron. But I've always had Jay-Z with LeBron. I think a lot of people draw the comparison to Steph with Drake. That's pretty popular. Maybe KD. Um, I just like to think about, like, other people in other areas, other crafts, other arts, how they blend together and who their comp would be if they, you know, Drake was like, I'm never going to rap. I'm going to be a basketball player. I like the KD comparison because they both have... You prefer KD over the Steph one. Yeah, because with KD, they, you know, they've been celebrated, you know, for a while in, like, the beginning of their careers and towards the middle and through their prime, and then at a certain point, they got turned on. <laughs> Is KD going to Golden State Drake Scorpion? Um, <laughs> is that is that what you're drawing the compare? Because like I get what you mean. Like pretty beloved in the beginning, uh, they've got that heavy middle where they don't like have like championships or anything like that. I think Drake has like three Grammys, maybe two Grammys, yeah. something like that. Um, Katie had an MVP. Do you have back to back MVPs? He had like four scoring titles. He has one MVP. One he MVP, got 2012, and he had like three or four scoring titles. So yeah, the production is always going to be there. Their skill sets are unmatched. Versatility. Yeah. Like, Steve Nash is going to do it this year. He's going to put KD at point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center. Drake is going to give you your A side and your B side. Yeah. My thing with Steph is kids fucking love Drake. That's true. Like, Bella, my little sister, hates rap, loves Drake. Really? She likes Taylor Swift, Katy Perry, Miley Cyrus, mm-hmm. Ariana Grande, Selena Gomez, but also loves Drake. That's she's she's true. a 10-year-old girl. I think it works that he's not just going full rap all the time. Like, he he sings half the time, at least. Like I'd like a statistical breakdown of what his percentages are. That'd be, like, a fun little thing. Because, like, that's, like, what you can do with, like, Steph's, uh, like, you know, his close game, his mid-range game, and his three-point line. You can break it down statistically, but, like, where is he the best at? Behind the arc. He's unparalleled. Like, uh-huh. There's nobody equivalent to him. Drake? Drake's not the best singer ever. No. 
He's not the best rapper ever. No. He's the best at blending those things together ever. For sure. And, I mean, he said in that one, uh, I can't remember who he did the interview with, but he put it on his YouTube channel, and it was, like, super long. It was, like, maybe, like, two, two and a half hours. Um, I think over last winter. And he was talking about how he's, like, yeah, like, I'm just make you know, I got the rap for the guys, and then I also want female fans, so I'm going to put R&B in there. Like, it's so structured, and it's so just, like, to get as many people as possible listening to it and going to the shows and buying the merch and watching the videos like that might be a lebron comparison because lebron's not the best shooter ever not the best dunker ever maybe the best dunker ever not the best passer ever although i would argue for him they're so balanced in so many facets of their games Mm -hmm. that they don't need to be the best all of those really great things they do doesn't need to be the pinnacle of what they do Mm mm-hmm all of them come together and they rise yeah. above the rest. Hmm. I wonder if that makes Lil Wayne Kobe. I just want to know who Jay-Z's cop would be. Would it be Michael? Because, like, Michael set the foundation for all of this. And Jay-Z is kind of like, he took, like, the influences from Pac and Biggie, but he's really the first businessman. Like, those guys were just artists through and through. Like, Tupac wanted to be in movies. Biggie wanted to smoke cigars and drink champagne, yeah. go to clubs, be recognized, and just spit bars. But, you know, there's a plethora of different things about these guys that all come together and make them who they are. Yeah. Um, I'd like, I'd like that, the MJ and Jay-Z comparison. I like that. I think that's apt. I think that's apt. Okay. Uh, tough question. We're going to talk about it more throughout the week in articles and whatnot. We're going to get opinions from other Burbs, writers, and whatnot, personalities, whatever the fuck you want to call us. What are your five favorite Drake projects? I know, I know. Ranked or just in general? Because I feel like in general would be easier. If you go in general, I'll do ranked. All right. This is, let's keep this. Oh, my mom's calling me. Sorry, Kathy. Um, She's probably she's probably gonna be like, "Why'd you spend so much money this weekend?" Well, mom, have you ever heard of taxes? Yeah, I blame blame the government. Blame the government. Oh my god! Oh, she's still calling me. I thought I picked up. All right, not in order, as I said, but you know, we were very we've talked about this album a lot in the history of this podcast. Um, notably, one side of it, Scorpion. Boom! You know it. Um, Talk your truth, Jack. Is it too long? 100%. I mean, it's an hour and a half long. Fuck you. It should be three hours. I wish it was 48 tracks. I wish it was like the Chris Brown album. There's there's misses on it. Like what? Dude, they don't all hit. Like, <laughs> like you gotta be kidding me. Like, when's the last time you listened to Jaded? Oh, I love Jaded. Okay, that's okay. Dogs on this side, dogs over on this side. Dude, it's just like I mean, you, you scroll it. It's like you made a playlist. Like it's not <laughs> even like listening to an album. That's how I feel about views, though. I think views has some misses on there that I don't give a fuck about, and I think that's too long. I think Scorpion yeah, twenty is songs, it's yeah. hour twenty. But like that's what I want. Like I don't need a twenty song. I mean, fucking like. Oh, <laughs> Kathy just found out about my tattoo. Mm. She says hello. Hello, Kathy. Hello, Mrs. Martin. See, I don't need a twenty song. Uzi or Playboy album I'd rather have it be 12 or 14 That's fine with me Yeah definitely It, it can be that long 
but like with Drake, I'm like, just give me as much as I can taste, King. Like, put as much on my plate. I'll, mm-hmm. you, you be the buffet. I'm just going to come through and eat. Yeah. Okay, I get that. That makes more. Uh, yeah, because you don't, you don't want to. I don't need a 20-song Tyler album. No. I don't need a 20-track Frank. I mean, I'll take a 20-track Frank album. I'll take a 20-track Frank album. Um, so, I get my next pick. I'm going to go with Take Care. Okay. So, we got Scorpion and Take Care. Um... I mean, take care. I mean, it's like you said, like a lot of people hail it as like his masterpiece or whatever. Um, I mean, that like first, like f- just six song run is probably the best in his discography. Over My Dead Body Shot for Me, Headlines, Crew Love, love Take Care, care. Marvin's Room. Yeah. That's tough. That's not um, tough. If it wasn't for Big Rings, What a Time to Be Alive would have an argument. Yeah. It would. Fuck that song. <laughs> And my third one I'm going to go with, if you're reading this, it's too late. I mean, fucking... Not many better albums to hoop to. No! That's a good point. One Take Drake, never had to take to it. Nope. You get... Dude, you get Six Man going? Six God? Fucking... He just... And the fact that it just dropped out of nowhere... Insanity. Purely, like... How many other artists can do that or would do it? I don't think anybody would do it now. Like maybe Young Thug, just because he's like, fuck it, I'm going to release all these like songs that I have on this hard drive. Yeah. But that would be like 4,200 songs. That's true. The amount of like, songs that these guys have. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so selfish. <laughs> there's already there's so many snippets always being leaked. And it's like... How often do you think that, like, really good, like, snippets and recordings just get lost because they can't find them in this sea of 12 terabytes of music? They're like, what did I name that again? I don't remember. The gelato got influence over me. Yeah. Okay, if you're reading this, was that three? Yep. Yep. I mean, nothing is the same. Nothing has ever been the same since that album. No. I changed as a person after that album. Tuscan leather smelling like a brick. Degenerates, but even Ellen love our shit. Yeah. I mean. What a, like, just the touches on it. Like, I don't know, like, when 40 became, like, the sole producer. I mean, obviously, he has a lot of Boy Wanda across his projects. But, mm-hmm. like, you can real, really feel 40's touch on Take Care and nothing was the same. I don't know if you can say the same thing about So Far Gone. I think he had other people influencing. Yeah. So is that four from me? That's four. Yeah, one left. Mm. Care package, dark lane demo tapes. <laughs> I do like care package. <laughs> yeah, you do. Care package is fun. Um, I'm gonna have to go with views. Views. I like views. Really? That's yeah. an upset. Yeah. Over okay. what? Make the argument. <sighs> what controller? One dance, hotline bling, feel no ways. Remember hotline bling. Yeah, I remember Hotline Bling. I feel like Views is like was just like another step up for him to get even more famous. Like, oh yeah, here this is this is the best way I'll put it. I have a little story. So, we went to the Dominican Republic. This was my senior year of high school. And when you go to the Dominican Republic or you know some kind of resort or something like that, there's always like a little club. Mm-hmm. And when you go to the club, it's a Dominican person there that's DJing. And they have, like, ten American songs. 
at most. Yeah. And if you're there five nights, you're going to go to the club four out of the five nights, if not all five nights. Mm-hmm. Now, he played the exact same 10 songs every single time we were there because it was only open for like two hours or whatever. Right. And you do little games and shit, like little shot contests or whatever. I got so fucking tired of every song there. But every time Hotline Bling came on, I was moving. Dude, Hotline Bling's fun. Everybody knew the words by the end of it if they didn't know them already. The parents were digging it. That's the thing. Drake can get parents to really enjoy the music, too. My mom loves Drake. Really? He spans so many different demographics. My 10-year-old sister, my 50-year-old mother. Dude, he really reaches everybody. There isn't a single soul on earth that doesn't have one Drake song they like. Yeah, everyone moves a little bit to something. I mean, you, you can say, like, oh, Drake. Like, only fucking douchebags like him. Mm-hmm. He's overrated. He's just a glorified pop yeah. artist. I mean, but you put on fucking Hotline Bling, they're going to just be standing in the corner just mad. But you look at their foot, and it's going to be... They're going to kind of have the handphone to go on a little bit. Like, like the hip-hop Twitter dudes that are, like, always talking about, like, pop stars a miss, Grease is a miss, tracks like that. If I play Digital Dash for them, they're going to get a snarl on their face. And if they don't, they're soft. Yeah. They're fucking soft. I mean... Look, I mean, if people are just going to get... There's going to be cunts about everything. I mean, there's no other way to put it. They're just going to fucking be like, I don't like this because it's popular. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to listen to whatever, you know. He's his new artist. He has 14 listeners on SoundCloud, but he's pretty damn good. He's got bars. He's speaking the truth. Like, I won't listen to this because it's popular. Like, everyone's got a song or two. And at this point, probably like three or four of Drake's that you're going to listen to and you're going to like. 15 to 20. You're going to dance. Yeah. Like yeah. We're doing this this bracket right now. There's 128 songs in that motherfucker. And it is like a hard choice every time I have to vote. Yeah. I'm like, what button do I press? Like, I feel like I'm going to make the wrong decision here. All right, I got you. Are you ready? I'm going to go down from number five to number one. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Number five. <coughs> Take care. Okay. I love that album. I do. We just talked about that six-song run. But I think there are a couple songs in there that I just don't connect with. Mm-hmm. Like practice, never been the biggest fan of that. No, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I love the ride. I love the motto stuff like that. I'm a fucking man. Those are always fun songs. Like I love rapping Drake, and I get like all the kinds of Drake that I want out of that album. Number four is his first, I guess, published project. Uh, so far gone, because that's like one that I overlooked when it initially came out, and then when I really started listening to it and diving into it, every basketball practice. I put on Lust for Life. Just go. Mm-hmm. Or I'd put Say What's Real on, where he remixes. I can't remember what Kanye song is off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got the tone down. Number three, Big Scorpion, my G. My G, B-side. I will ride for Scorpion until the fucking death. I don't care what anybody says. As Any album that has nonstop on it, top three. Yeah. You solidify a spot in my heart, Jersey. You just have. Number two. Oh, God. This is so tough. If you're reading this, is too late. Okay. Yeah. If you're reading this, is too late. And then what would be my number one if it was eligible, I don't really necessarily consider it eligible because, I mean, there's a whole different artist on it. It would be What a Time to Be Alive mm-hmm. because that mixtape changed my life. But since it's not, it's nothing was the same. I mean, 
that is the album that solidified his career as, like you mentioned, a global sensation. It pushed him in the right direction. I remember watching, I think it was like the VMAs or something like that, and he performed uh, Just Hold On, We're Going Home. Yeah, yeah that was like the VMAs. profile and the clouded background. I'm like, oh, that song's kind of mid, and then it grew on me and grew on me grew I on really me. I really love that song. Every time I watch the YouTube video, I'm like, oh, my God, please give me this album already. And they dropped it like two weeks later. Yeah. So I think anybody can rank them in any order, and I'll be okay with that order because I love each of them so much as right. long as it isn't Care Package or Dark Lane demo tapes. Mm-hmm. What do you have again? Do you not like those albums? No, I think they're good, but I just think like they're just a compilation of Lucy's. I don't think right. there's any like, purpose to any of them. Right. Um, the other ones are like, you know, they tell their own stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's never been too much of a strictly storytelling artist like Nas or anything like that but I mean he does some storytelling like if you listen to Sandra's Rose like, right. you're gonna get a story out of yeah. it you're gonna get a little mama love a little Mother's Day song mm-hmm. so I mean I'm cool with whatever anybody says about Drake as far as it is being positive and like your favorite song by Drake could be Hotline Blink that's cool with me it's not my favorite song but it can be yours I'm not upset with you because that mm-hmm. song fucking rocks and the yeah. video is so fun your favorite song could be Child's Play. It could be a feature on, like, Snow Allegra's album or something like that. Or his new Bryson Tiller song. I don't care. The point of the matter is, we all love Drake. That's all that matters. We're going to celebrate him when it's, like, his time. Because that's what we've learned while watching LeBron. We have to celebrate these guys while we're, they're here. Yep. They're not going to be at their peaks for the entire rest of our lives. Let's just celebrate them while we can. Yeah, you got to celebrate greatness when it's presented in front of you. It's right there. Eat it up. Go to that buffet. And it's not a Golden Corral buffet, boys. Mm-hmm. It is like going to fucking... Texas Day Brazil. <laughs> what? What's that? Um, it's like this rest- it's like a restaurant where you get a like a little card. Two sides. One side's green. One side's red. You keep it on green. They just keep bringing you meat and put it on your plate. And it's fire. What? Yeah, it's like 50, 60 bucks per person. It's gas. Where is this? Um, I think they're all over there. I think it's a chain. Texas Day Brazil? Yeah. That's such a weird name. Yeah. All right, well, this is a fun note to end on. Yeah. All right, thank you guys for listening. Uh, go listen to some Drizzy. Uh, we're going to have some playlists coming out this week, I believe, one or two of them. Uh, one of them will be a compilation of the best Drake songs voted by the fans, and then the second one will be compiled by our buddy Winston. I think it'll just be like 50 Drake tracks that he thinks are overlooked or something like that. So, uh, yeah, keep reading Burbs. Keep up with Drake Week. Go vote in the bracket for your favorite Drake tracks. Uh, There's a bunch of different subdivisions. Most of them are wrapped up. Uh, We've got two of them left after we finish this one. Um, So, yeah, the man, the myth, the legend. It's an overused term, but that's literally what he fucking is. Right. Uh, You know, the LeBron James of hip-hop. I think we came to that conclusion, I guess. Or the Kevin Durant or Steph Curry, whatever the fuck you want to refer to him as. Uh, Drizzy Drake. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. Have a great rest of your week. I hope it's not snowing where you live. Yeah, I'm pissed that it is here. Yeah. And I love you.